No. We're frozen. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Started. Go ahead, Bobby. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our show. Where are they now? Good morning, Artie. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Bobby. As you see how cold it is in Chicago, even the computers are freezing up, man. Will you bring some heat when you come back home? Tomorrow. Greetings from Key West, Florida. Key West. You think he's drinking those little drinks with the little... mojitos? With the with the little umbrellas? Oh, Bobby, yes. Uh, bring me a couple umbrellas so I can put in my diet uh, Pepsi, okay? Yeah, it's, it's nice here, Artie and Nikki, but uh, we had a little chilly weather yesterday, but today the sun is out, you know? Yeah, what's chilly, 80? Tell us. Let us feel sorry for you. <laughs> I think today we're going to be 21 degrees, right? <laughs> With two to six inches. Hey, wow. and we got to reach out and, and wish a happy 70th birthday to our station manager, Mark. But he happy birthday, look, Mark. Mark, he doesn't look like a day over 60. What's the story here? He's oh, having his senior moment. Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I looked at the wrong date here. He's 60. Happy birthday, Happy Mark. Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get going here. Let's get, uh, do you know our number there by heart? Or should Nikki give the number out? The caller, the number is 773-763-9278. Got it. All righty. He did it right. Good. All right. Here we go. I got a quote here. It was interesting to be an adult working on bringing the story to kids who may be unfamiliar with the event and having to decide what to include. Well, today is the remembrance, and we're going to have this wonderful author on, but today is January 28th. Back in 1986, 37 years ago, the Challenger explosion. But we're going to talk about this author's book. She's got about 50-some books, and she's a teacher and a wonderful. She does some hiking. So let's welcome this morning Heather Amson, Adamson. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. Hello from, Good morning. Hello from South Dakota. How's the weather Hello. there? What's the temperature today? Uh, seven. Seven. She beat us. Yeah, it's warm here. We're 21, 22? 21, 22. And Bobby, what's the temperature? Bobby's down in Florida doing some research. Wink, wink. What's the temperature there, Bobby? Uh, today it's about 68. Ooh. Mm. It's cold. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's going to warm up. It's going to warm up to 76, my darling wife said. Okay. about... One o'clock. Okay. What? What? Uh, the important question we have for you, Bobby. What level of tanning lotion using? Forty, eighty, uh, ten? What are you using? Artie, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> hey, I'm an investigator here today. I want to know what <laughs> tanning one you're using. No tan lines. No tan lines. <laughs> I didn't ask him that question, Nikki. <laughs> Okay. All right, Heather, we always ask our guests their bio and the most important question, your favorite sports team. But for you, I sent you an email. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Well, I'll tell you, you know, being an author, you got to love the pretty story, and I'd be cheering for that one to go, but I have to go with Joe. I think the Bengals are going to take it this year. Okay. That's right. Yes. Okay. I agree. There we go. Okay. Also. Good okay, I, I'm very happy, Heather, you didn't say the Bears because, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they quit a couple years ago. <laughs> I tell you, I lived, I lived in Minnesota for a lot of years, so we just have our own way we deal with the postseason. So. Ah, and, and you used to uh, like to uh, beat the Bears down there, no? <laughs> a lot they did. It's a, good, it's, it's a good day to beat the Bears. We take those when we get them. Okay, Heather, start with your bio. Where were you born and all the good stuff? So I was born outside of Philadelphia, but I spent most of my life growing up here in South Dakota uh, and lived in Minnesota for 15 years or so, and I'm back in South Dakota now. So most of the time out here in South Dakota, uh, and uh, right now I'm teaching English at Southeast Technical College, and I've done that for uh, quite some time, and then also been in the publishing world and still do that a little bit as well. So uh, the area that I do publishing is for kids, and it tends to be nonfiction. So my degree is a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Nonfiction, which uh, is not something you hear every day, but that's that's kind of where I live and what I do, and we focus on uh, bringing 
information to kids. Most of the books are for school or for learning and that kind of a thing, but trying to add a little bit of fun uh, and interest to that as well. So. so so, the kids that come to school and say, my dog ate the paper doesn't fly with you, huh? <laughs> but it's reality. It's the truth. Paper? What's paper? Oh, yeah. That's right. Now, see, now you got now you got me, my yeah. age. Paper. Yeah, got <laughs> she got us both. We had an abacus, too, when I went to school. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But um, do you enjoy teaching? What grade did you say? So, um, I am teaching... Uh, at the college level right now, and I also bring classes out to high school, some dual credit things. So I'm in the high school and post-secondary level. Typically, when I'm doing my books and things, those are more for uh, elementary age students. All right. Any any good excuses? Tell us what they've told you about doing their paper or turning in. I hope people still turn in homework, no? Yeah. We still have homework. Okay. That doesn't go away, I guess. Well, you know, we got apps, we got computers, we got thing. Maybe the homework goes away. I don't know. You know, I I think one of the more refreshing things about this generation is probably less excuses. There's just a lot of honesty. I just didn't do it. Wow. (laughs) That is honest. And you say, all right, let's go on from there, you know, and don't don't have all the... Do you give them another week or uh, to the next class? How do you do? How do you approach that? Go ahead. Or do you just grade him on a curve? Yeah. He didn't do his work. Uh, it depends a little on what we're working on or what we're talking about. Okay. But, I, I didn't tell you, know. you we have a lot of fun here, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> we enjoy what we do. Um, who wants to hear about homework? That's what I'm wondering. Like, oh, they did. That's true. Now, when I went None to school. like it. Right? Now, Nikki, when you went to school, did, when you got in trouble, did you write, I will not talk in class? A hundred times on the okay. blackboard. Bobby, what did you do when, when, what was your punishment or when you were in school? <laughs> well, honestly, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. <laughs> Come on, Bobby, you could write on that cave wall. <laughs> Etch. Some etchings. Well, you know, you know uh, Heather and Nick and Artie, when I went to school, we didn't have the computer. We had the World Book and the Encyclopedia Britannica. As our resources, you know. And if I remember, you went to a Catholic school. You had that ruler, right? <laughs> oh. How are those knuckles? <laughs> there, there was always a letter missing in the encyclopedia set. You go always, yeah, there was. There was yeah. always was one missing. Yeah. Never wow. a full set. <laughs> wow. But now, when I got a punishment in grammar school. The teacher would give us a math thing: one plus one equals one plus two equals. So I'd go home and do a whole bunch of them, have them in the folder, and give them to the teacher. That was a mistake. I should wait a while. <laughs> She's like, you did them already? No, no, no. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Irick, God bless her. That's what she was. She didn't want you just to keep writing the same thing. She wanted you. Maybe that's why I became an architect, huh? She wanted you to be creative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You were. Yeah, you became a ar- very successful Yeah. Architect. Now... Let's talk about the writing of these books, Heather. We've had a lot of fun and all that. How was, how did they approach you? How did you start your first book? There we go. That's my question. What was the first book and how did they approach you? So I, a little bit different for me is I started in the industry of publishing okay. um, and doing editing and reprints and doing some of those things. So I was already kind of working in this, in this industry before starting to write these things. Um, one of the things that, Maybe is a talent. I don't know if it's a talent. I think so. I stay calm. <laughs> I'm a calm person. And so I sometimes get these assignments where we're going to have to uh, p- pick our way through some of the difficult stuff or try to figure out how to, um, you know, make a product that kids are going to like, librarians are going to buy, teachers are going to use, and we're going to kind of satisfy all of those things without, you know, getting into too many weeds and things like that. So this product, this project came to me, I think, because I had time to, to stay calm and be, deal with some of the stuff. What are you going to, people, you're going to tell a story about people blowing up and dying, you know, right. like, how are you going to do that yeah. in a nice way? I mean, you said that in your email, it's like, this is a story about, well, we don't want to talk about, you know, God rest our souls and uh, the remembrance, but we want to know 
the book and how and this and that. And and I also have a, a, a teacher on the phone, Amber. Let's put her on. Amber, good morning. Good morning, Amber. Welcome to Where They Are with Art and Bobby. And we got Nikki here in the studio. And we have our guest, Heather. And I want to ask you, do you teach the Challenger or do your students know about the Challenger explosion? Uh, I don't think so. I have little ones, so I can tell you that I don't teach it. But okay. I, if they know about it, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, let's ask you. Let's put you in the spot. Do you know about the Challenger explosion? Uh, I do. I remember it. Ah, do you remember what grade they taught this to you? Right? That That's would be interesting. I yeah, I didn't I don't either. I don't remember. No, I don't think it was taught to me. I think it was just occurring while I was, I mean, it was part of current events, right? It was on the news. Current and- events. Okay. Wow. And if you had the opportunity to present this, I know you have little ones, would you? Or is there a way to talk about the Challenger exploding? Um... That's why we got you on there. I, I I don't know. That's why we wanted a teacher to say a teacher's How? perspective. Yeah. And if the challenge well, was brought I, to you, would you take it? Would yeah. you go to space yeah. being yeah. a teacher? A teacher, she got would she you got an opportunity. Contest? Would you enter the contest to go to space? Yes, I would. All right. Wow. Be very really? cool. I liked it. <laughs> uh, you watched a lot of a lot of the honeymooners. To the moon, Allison. I know. <laughs> she probably doesn't know, but Bobby knows. <laughs> If somebody asked me to go, I would absolutely go. Um, Excellent. Excellent. But in terms of teaching it, um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's part of history, so people should be aware. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's why I like the book and how she did it. Yeah. We we love this book. Uh, I think her students might like it because it's in uh, comic book form. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. do you have a question for Heather Amber? Because you know we we dragged you out of bed or or from your coffee, <laughs> and thank you for joining us. Do you have any questions? I don't think so. I'm not familiar with the book, but if it's a comic book, I bet there's a lot of like middle schoolers that would love it. Middle school all the way up to high school and adults, of course. We'll have to get you a copy. Yeah, we'll get you a copy. It's very nice. Um, it's interesting. Uh, how long did it take you to write this, Heather? Heather. So, the process for this book actually goes in a lot of stages, and you know, a lot of times people think, "Oh, well, it's got a thirty-two pages, and it's mostly bubbles of text." That can't take you that long, and um, but there's a lot that goes into that. We have to do. We actually do a ton of research, and because of the time when this was kind of coming out. Um, we're really, we're trying, you know, comics were kind of resurging a little bit, uh, and these graphic novels, as we call them, were kind of coming around again. And I like trying to really graphic novels, yes. Hmm. Graphic novels, trying to really produce something that had um, reliable info that teachers could trust. So we did a ton of research to go into the book, even though we knew we were only going to have a few panels to show what's going on. So uh, I read a lot of stuff. I read some um, kind of diaries and biographies on some of the astronauts who had collected their stuff, obviously knowing Krista McAuliffe, knowing she was going to be this figure, kept a lot of notes and journals and things, and so those were available. Read the commission report. Quick question. Why was she so popular? I mean, they don't talk about the other astronauts. Why is she so popular? And every time that comes up, it's her name. Any reason? We know why? Yeah, absolutely, because she was going to be the first civilian in space. And ah, so, uh, this is see, project, we kept saying teacher, of, Nikki. Well, she yeah. is a teacher, yeah, but, right, but she's a decided, civilian. It was a oh. teacher, so uh-huh. they decided to, that's, you know, Reg, Ronald Reagan was really big into space and all of these sorts of things. And so this was one of his initiatives to put a civilian in space to kind of go that next piece in the space journey and decided it should be a teacher. And so there was kind of a contest across the United States for who would be this teacher. Uh, little known fact, my father actually applied for this and got f- fairly far along in the process before he decided wow. he didn't want to move to Texas and things like that. But anyway. All right, hang so on. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, but, but I don't want to hold Amber. Amber, you're welcome to stay as long as you like, or do you have a question? Because, like I say, we took you away from your coffee. 
All right. No, I do not have a question. All right. Do you have anything, any fundraiser at the school you want to plug or whatever? Um, is there any way we no. can help you? Where are they now? Can help? Um, any Girl Scout cookies? Any Girl Scout functions? Anything? You with the cookies. Uh, Enough with the cookies. Her daughter. Her daughter. Oh, my oh, God. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Well, my, my daughter is actually raising funds for something called Love Michael. She's a competitive dancer, and it is a an organization that educates, employs, and trains uh, adults with autism. Okay. So, right. Is there a web page or an email that our listeners can send to help? Um, ooh. We put you on the spot, I know. That's why we're called Where Are They Now? <laughs> send it send it to Nikki. You got his text and I'll I will if not today, we'll we'll bring it up next week. The next show. Next show. Okay. Well thank you. thank you. And I hope we gained a new listener with Am Amber. Thanks, Amber. I appreciate yeah. it. Have thank a great you. day. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now back to Heather. How how was there an ad in the paper? How did your dad find out about and this? How far did he get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he never. I, he was basically in the mail-in stage and some of those sorts of things. So they went out. But I have some really neat stickers and some you know patches and stuff from the project and things because he was in that process and had more information on that. So I think they just put it on some like teacher boards and things like that, and it went out to schools and and different places like that. But it became this big contest, and everybody kind of knew it was going on at the time, or not everybody, but, you know, it's sort of a thing, and they had, like, reveal of who would win, and, and finalists got to go different places, and, and so once it was selected that it was Krista McAuliffe, she was on the talk show circuit, she was on the Tonight Show, she was all over, so she was kind of a celebrity of sorts before um, even really getting fully into the training and things so it was kind of part of the role to do that pr right <laughs> so, uh, so a lot of people knew her so i think she got more of that attention going on but you're right there were six other people and and, yeah. and they had all yeah. kinds of talents and things but this is the right. one that got the attention and probably her being on there is some of the reason why they pushed the launch even hmm. when it was right. kind of known it might be risky because everybody was waiting for this moment to where they could show it on TV and the kids could watch and all of that stuff. So keeping to reschedule that was kind of tough when there was so much attention on it. It was a little different than a regular launch. Listeners, we're talking about the Challenger Explosion by Heather Adamson and illustrated by Brian B-A-S-C-L-E. Do you do work with him on other books or is this just a one yeah. time? Uh, Brian Baskell has done a lot of illustrations for this particular company. Uh, great, fabulous work. Love his style. It's very detailed. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, some of our com co some of our comic styles are you know a little uh, um, maybe you get kind of the plainer faces and things like this, but just fabulous. We were so excited when the pencils came in for this and to see it. You know, just the detail. Uh, if you know anything about the 80s and things like that like the kids who are watching you know there's a girl that has like two swatch watches on her arm you know like that is what the kids were doing at the time wearing the two swatch watches you know and um very spot little, on little, very yeah. spot on bobby you remember anything from the 80s or were you just too busy working is that <laughs> nicely <laughs> Working and going to school. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> All right. Heather, how does Art and Bobby get a book like this? You know, two regular guys, they got together and they got the number one show on Saturday. How do we do a book like this? Tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, are you asking she how speaks to make it? Yeah. how to She's, buy one? I no, we want to we wanna <laughs> put our own book. You know, where are they now? Art and Bobby. You know. Yeah, so, you know, it's probably one of the number one questions I get asked when I tell people I write children's books. Is oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. I have an idea for you. You know, that sort of a thing comes up pretty regularly. Um, like, so the market that I'm in, it's, you know, again, really curriculum, topic-driven. We align to different um, structures and you know, things that people have to do in the classroom structure. So I have a little different process. You know, we're not doing submitting drafts and things like that. So I can't give you a whole lot of advice of where to start from scratch. Anybody but, you know, anybody have a class out there? That, I'm serious. We, we should do. Where are they now? 
we'd have some fun, you know. Well, yeah, we have a lot. Of, I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of places out there that do uh, those sorts of things, and, and the ability to publish now is also very different with digital media. You actually can produce the book, and you don't print it till someone buys it. You know, there's a lot of really neat things about publishing these days, or you can do web only and all those kinds of things. But um, to yeah, I'm a legend in my own that. mind, and I want to get going, you right. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, get your content together, and there's a lot of um, places that can help you pass that. So, uh, And I, uh, Nikki handed me over, in addition to teaching, Heather has worked in the technical in technology industry doing marketing, content creation. I think you said that, proposal, technical writing, and sales supporting writing. She has also held roles in publishing industry as editor, author, and reprint associate. Which one is your favorite one you've worked on? I know you got to say all of them, but which one, truthfully, is the best one you've worked on on all these books? You would oh, say. You know, you, I don't think you're ever going to be teaching in terms of the the give back to you and those sorts of things. <laughs> but oh. they all have their their fun piece, and you know, it's sure fun to you know walk around with books with your name on it, and things like that. But if you where you get to impact people directly, I think you can't beat that. Yeah, I got the list here, like Birdness. Uh, well, which I book is your most memorable? Yeah, there we go. Good question. The one you wrote, the one you enjoyed writing the most. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably my favorite book, uh, in an odd way, I guess, is the uh, book we did on the civil rights movement. And again, you know, I don't want, not that I'm cutting edge ever, but we worked really hard at the publishing company at this time, this frame of time when you're kind of moving from our bookstead and some of that sort of thing to start revamping the formats of books. And so we have the comic style, but the civil rights movement is actually in the choose your own adventure style. If you remember that from the eighties, but taking history and putting in these pick your past. Uh, but again, trying to up the value of them a little bit to be very uh, as accurate as we can be and things like that. But what a challenge it was to write that book and try to let people go through different events of the civil rights movement from different perspectives. And it's, it's a little bit of an intense experience sometimes for readers who aren't familiar with um, those things. But um, I'm really proud that we tried that and we kind of, I want to say we pulled it off. I think it does what it intended to do, but that's a really different way to approach history for kids to kind of look at things from different sides and hear different stories. I, I mean, that's the hard thing, I think, always about history. If you go, you know, look at it and say, well, well, why would anybody ever do that? <laughs> right? Or why would anybody ever have this perspective or that perspective? And it's always really complicated. But if you can at least give them a, a little glimpse of a perspective, I think that's helpful. Well, excellent. And I saw you wrote one about surviving an earthquake. And this week there was a little tremor out in in Los Angeles, my son's out sure. there, our, our good friend Val's out there, and I reached out to him, they did okay, and I also grabbed Orange Emergency Bucket Contents, a kit to put together. So if anybody wants this, email me or Bobby, and um, we'll be able to send it to you to be prepared. Uh, I just sent my son, oh, about three weeks ago, one of those uh, earthquake kits to have in his car. He's probably still sitting in the box in the garage, but at least it's close, yeah. right? Close by, you can get to it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, if you look at my list of things I work on, again, like I said, about kind of my my niche when I'm doing the authoring side is trying to get into kind of either to difficult things. So it's either subject matter that's difficult or what we call uh, reading level difficulties. So a lot of times I'm going to have kind of the weird... One. So the problem with the word earthquake is how many letters it has in it and how many vowel blends. And to try to bring the reading level of a book when it has a word that long for a young kid down is difficult. So I actually am a leveling expert. And so to try to get... Wow. Uh, so I have surviving earthquakes because earthquakes is long. You're going to see me have a book like on Bangladesh. Again, we've got a long word, but we're also going to deal with... Well, that's, uh, that's more know, difficult. To when, when are you coming out with uh, surviving the COVID? That would be a good title. That is, that's yeah. a good one. Right? Yes. 
I'm sure there's somebody working on it. Like I said, now I mostly teach and I kind of only poke around a little bit in the, the writing world. But I, I know so many people still that we do kind of work on some interesting mm. projects related to some of that stuff. So, yeah. Heather, do you have a web page or anything that. people can reach out? I know we can get all these books on Amazon, but do you want to give out your web page? Because I know you got to go soon and we got to go to commercials and we got a full show. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a web page or an email that if you want people to send you questions? Do you have any questions before? Uh, uh, you can uh, read. Well, I don't want to get my email out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you I don't want to give. I don't want to give anything I'm not supposed to. So I'll let you do it. Her up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you can find me uh, online for sure. But Amazon, I have an author page there too. You can reach out with questions and and do that. Um, and like I said, you know, there's just kind of a wide variety of things. But if there's what I'd tell people is that if you're interested in history or any of those kinds of topics, there's probably new and different books out there from, from when you were a kid. And, and check them out. Go read some kids books. It's fun for everyone. Oh, I like yeah. That. I like that. They're format. my speed. I could finish this immediately. Is the Civil Rights Run <laughs> by Brian in the same format? Did he help the on that book? Rights one- no, the civil rights one is not a graphic novel. It is a choose-your-own-adventure, pick-your-plot. So uh-huh. uh, that's a lot more text-driven, and they, and we're going to have photo illustrations and, okay. and maps and stuff yeah. in that one versus, like, the hand-drawn. There you go. Bobby, any questions for Heather before she goes? No, Heather, thank you so much for being on our show. We love having you. All right, everybody, All this right. is Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R, last name, A-D-A-M-S-O-N. Look up her books. Um, please, we had a good time. Which one are you writing right now, Heather? Uh, so right now I'm working on a, this would be kind of like the New Age Encyclopedia for Kids. It's for a place where they look up information. It's it's a kind of a really boring topic, I guess. On that Google? Um, <laughs> uh, on the topic Allegedly, don't get us in trouble to. with Google. They got a lot of money, my friend. <laughs> how to use historical sources and how to evaluate information. You know, we have so much information out there now. What we're running into is trying to find the good stuff, find the correct stuff, how to sift through, get through the fake news and all that sort of We have no fake news here. Hey, listen to yeah. us, right? New problem, right? Too much information. We were always Way too much. To too much. Figure out who had the Z volume of the encyclopedia, and that was our big search. Wow. But they have, All they right. have piles and piles of info. So that's Thank you we're again. Going we're going to commercials. And, Bobby, right. we're going to have the author of our new song, Where Are They Now?, after commercials. So go to commercials, and thank you again, Heather. Thank you, Heather. You bet. Today's show is brought to you by Coors Light. Must be 21 and older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Their mission at Barrage Chiropractor and Wellness is to help you live a life of abundant health and wellness through a chiropractic lifestyle for you and your whole family. Barrage Chiropractor has been serving the north side of Chicago and the north suburbs since 2008. Dr. Barrage loves helping people of all ages feel better naturally without the use of drugs and surgery. With Dr. Barrage, you will see so many positive changes in your lifestyle on a daily basis. If pain has been stopping you from living your best life, Dr. Barrage can help. Call him at 773-545-9379 or find them at www.baragechiropractor.com. You shop local, you eat local. Why not bank local? Mega banks can be frustrating. When you bank local, your bankers are also your neighbors. We live in your communities. We support and volunteer for your local organizations. And when you bank local, your money supports small businesses within our community. Together, we make our community better. You get all this and access to the technology you deserve. That's banking done right. That's Byline. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Abbott Painting. Painting and decorating since 1973. Abbott Painting specializes in commercial, industrial, and residential properties. Abbott Painting is a licensed general contractor. Whether it's a wall, ceiling, floor, cabinet, tower, deck, fence, or anything you can imagine, Abbott Painting, with their 48 years of experience, applies premium paint finishes or wall coverings that will exceed your expectations. Call Abbott Painting and mention this ad for a 10% discount. For your free estimate, call 773-725-9800. Again, that's 773-725-9800. Thank you. 
teach your students the joys of science with Denoyer Geppert. We're the USA's leading manufacturer of anatomical models for education, with a number of our products on display at the Made in Chicago Museum. From autographed anatomy to zoology models, we have something for all ages. Place an order online today at denoyer.com. JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Chevrolet in Glenview is a family-owned business that's been serving Chicagoland since 1958. How has Jennings remained in business while so many of our competitors faded away? The simple reason is that Jennings delivers the low prices plus the quality sales and service experience that other dealers only promise. Every dealership pays the exact same amount to the factory for a new Chevy, but some dealers advertise phony low prices online just to lure you in. At JenningsChevrolet.com, every buyer qualifies for our lowest advertised price. The low price you see is the low price you pay. Jennings has one of the area's largest inventories of new Chevrolets and quality pre-owned vehicles. If you can't find what you're searching for, we'll get it through our express locator system. Thank you for visiting JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Reputation. A random act of kindness, a random act of kindness, and an action designed to offer kindness towards others outside of the world. An act of kindness. Welcome our guest, Steve. Welcome, Stephen. Good morning, Delixi. How are you today? Today is the act of kindness because you reached out and did a wonderful thing for us. Um, oh, let me, oh, let me read I, your email, Stephen, real quick. I'm a big fan of Where Are They Now show. I'm a big fan of Where Are They Now show. Like I said, I feel connected every time I listen, and the show always reminds me of how important Chicago people have been over the years. So he wrote a song about Where Are They Now. Steve, tell us about yourself, your bio, and we're asking everybody, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, I'll th- thanks, guys. I appreciate being uh, uh, interviewed on your show. I, as I said, I love it, and it's become a Saturday morning uh, ritual that grounds me, gets me back on my feet, and excited about what I'm doing. Um, so uh, the important thing first, I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Hey, listen. Um, is it, is it, you listen because Bobby always says... Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and that's funny you mentioned the the Super Bowl because uh, sports uh, we're a big sports town, right? Chicago, and um, I always had this. Uh, you know, I always wanted. I grew up playing baseball. I'm a big White Sox fan. I grew up in Evergreen Park. Uh, we still love you. Bobby loves the White Sox. I love them too. But <laughs> Cubs on the North Side is yes. my number one. Then the the, uh, White Sox. And then uh, what's that other baseball team, the Bears? Oh, that's football. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think the Blitz did better than the Bears. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But but I'm a a soccer guy. Okay. So about about a year ago, I was, uh, when I first started listening to Where Are They Now, every Saturday I would be driving to my game in Chicago, where in Ukrainian village where um, I used to live for about 30 years and recently in last couple years, I've been living in Oak park. And so I would listen to your show on the way to my game and it would really relax me and make me feel ready for what I was about to do because I'm a middle-aged guy trying to play soccer with guys half my age. So I got excited and then I, I started humming this melody and when I got home after my game, this was about a year ago, um, I just started playing around with it on the guitar, and I realized I've got a good song here. I just have to work on it. And I think the reason I, I, it felt so good to me in the moment was that I felt inspired from listening to the way you guys connect with people, to the, the people that reminded me of uh, on the people on your show that reminded me of friends of mine over the years. And uh, it just felt right to uh, 
put it down, record it, and then with the in, with intention. And I had this intention all along. I'm going to make this song, and and I'm going to when it's ready, I'm going to call you or email you and share it with you. Well, thank you. That's well, touching. That's very nice, Bobby and I um, love it. Um, and uh, we're we're probably gonna when Bobby gets back talk about maybe using a little bit for the intro. Nothing against oh, our that, one that we have now, but that's my brother made it. But I, I like this oh. one a little better. But he's not listening; he's sleeping. So <laughs> we can say that. We well, can say that. Yes, go ahead, Bobby. I, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go that's right. I think Bobby wanted yeah. to say something. Oh. Go ahead, Bobby. Hey, Steve. We appreciate your kindness, and uh, when we get home, we're gonna like you already said. You know, have it as part of our introduction. But we appreciate your good work and million thanks for listening to our program. Good morning, Georgia. Thank you, thank you, Bobby. I'm 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 honored that you would consider using it. And uh, however you want to do it, I'm I'm grateful. I'd be happy to to uh, to talk about it when you're ready. Okay, when when Bobby and I go on on a tour and start singing, we'll get you some royalties. But for now, we're just having fun. Uh, important thing: do you do uh, do you write songs for people? Right, do you have a band? What else do you do? I know you said you, you you got the soccer on Saturday, but plug yourself if you if you write songs. If you got a band, please. It's the only one you wrote. Yeah, good question. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. So I play with a band or a project called the Thin Cherries. We're a kind of a, a rock, psychedelic rock band uh, in Chicago, but the people in our band are, uh, there's uh, our lead guitarist, Darren, is from England. Um, our drummer, Gabriel, is uh, a, a house DJ from Chicago, and my partner and songwriting partner in the project, Mark, is from Detroit. So we're kind of a nice mix of, we come from a, different uh, perspectives and ideas about music we all we all love a lot of the same music I, i'm a big beatles fan and uh, when i listen to where are they now the song i hear something in it that i can't I can quite put yeah. my right. my finger on but it's got some beatles sensibilities to it and i think you can't get away from uh the things that inspire you so it kind of it kind of filtered into the pro- songwriting process um that's wonderful and- are you playing anywhere yeah. coming up? Or when you do, please text me and call me, and we'll plug your next event if you have an event coming up. Oh, great. Yeah, we, we were just invited to play the International Pop Overthrow uh, Music Festival, which will be in wow. a- the end of a- April at Montrose Saloon. Which is, hey, listen. Uh, hey, listen. <laughs> uh, you know, Bobby and I have to come and check. I'll check the Diet Coke, and Bobby will check uh, the beer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Montrose Saloon is a wonderful, uh, li- like your show. It's very has a very homegrown community feeling there. Where's it at? Uh, uh, Montrose. It's, a, it's on Montrose, and um, it's a little bit one, maybe one block west of California, one or two oh, blocks. Okay, west. I think Devin yeah. would love to come too. Oh, what do you think, Devin? When he has time, you know, he, he's got about 101 projects that he does. I think it's called J-O-B. You know what You know what JOB stands for? <laughs> Times uh, three. Devin? <laughs> do you know what JOB stands for? No. Um, Steven, do you know what JOB stands for? Uh, get out of bed and get to work. No. Bobby, do you know what JOB stands for? Uh, let me think about it for a minute. All right, I'll tell you. Here we go. Just over broke. Oh. <laughs> and that's Devin. You see that? I'm right with you, Devin. I'm right with you. Artie, I love I love that joke. I'm going to tell it to my boss Monday morning. Uh, don't get fired. <laughs> and call us Tuesday. Ask for a position. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. Let's introduce the song. And as soon as the song's done, we got our wonderful Georgette with what a wonderful recipe. Huh? Look at this. You're yeah. drooling at the mouth there, Nick. Awesome. Thank you. I want thank you, thank and you guys. thank you again. We love you, Stephen. Go ahead, play Thanks. the song. Thank you, guys.
Well, thank you again, Stephen. Bobby, I know it was a little staticky, but uh, you're on the phone, but what a wonderful song. You got a couple announcements, Bobby? Yeah, a couple announcements. The listeners, the city has a new 211 helpline that you can call if you need some assistance. It's also serving the suburban Cook County residents in Chicago. 211, a new helpline. Yeah, I saw that last night. That's great. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, John. It's his birthday. Also, shout out to. Uh, Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, buddy. Also, shout out to Jay Leno. I understand that he was in a serious motor motorcycle accident. Another one? Yeah, he I heard that this morning. Uh, Bobby, when you get back, you and I have to reach out to him and get him on the show here. He needs something to do. Yeah, no, he's got to stay away from the cars and the motorcycles. Yeah, we hope he feels better. Okay. Okay. And I want to also thank all our uh, sponsors. Okay. Um, Also, I got one more announcement. Yes. Uh, Medina is hosting a comedy night on the 18th of February. Doors open at 6 p.m. If you're interested, please call 630-889-1400. Shriners Temple, 550 Shriners Drive. It's a comedy night with several comedians. It'll be a great evening. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Lori. We had back surgery. We wish you a speedy recovery, Lori. Yes, Lori. Hope you get better. Hope you get better. Yep. All right. Let's let's get our wonderful chef here. Chef Georgette, good morning. Good morning, Georgette. Good morning, Artie. Bobby's How in Miami. You How you doing? Good. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. Uh, I've got a fabulous. Go ahead. And for me to say it's fabulous, it is a fabulous cake recipe, carrot cake. Next week is National Carrot Cake Day. Save that I for next week. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah. I'm not a parcel to carrot cake, but this is such a simple carrot cake. Nikki, and carrots, diamonds are too. Oh you could get the yeah. wife a, car- a carrot. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Go Wait ahead. A second. You really have to do this recipe. <laughs> okay. In a high-speed blender. Ooh. I want you to chop up four carrots, put them in the blender, along with three eggs, a cup of grapeseed oil, one and three-quarters cups granulated sugar, a quarter teaspoon of sea salt, and one tablespoon of baking powder. I want you to puree it. I really want you to liquefy it. Okay? Okay. After you liquefy it in a bowl, I want you to place two cups of cake flour. Take whatever is in the blender, throw it in the bowl, and combine it. You want to make sure everything mixes together. Don't overbeat it. Don't overstir it. You just want to use, let's say, a spatula or a spurtle, whatever you have, and mix it all together. Just fold it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fold it in. Now, I want you to take a greased cake pan. Let me just put a little parchment paper so you know it's going to pop out. And I want you to pour the batter in there. Bake it at 350 degrees. Fahrenheit for about 45 to 60 minutes. All righty. Okay, until it's set. Now, here comes the fun stuff. You can make a ganache. That's what the Brazilians usually do when they make this cake mix. But I had to put Greek fusion in someplace. All righty. So in a, in a double boiler, I want you to melt five bricks of chocolate almond bark. That's that chocolate. Nikki, candy. get off your chair. Look at him. He's like in love <laughs> with this chocolate. Go ahead. We're going in a coma. <laughs> and now I went to Jewel and I got cacao chips. Okay. Okay. Now, place about, um, I'm going to say a cup and a half of cacao chips into the double boiler. And forget about it. Let it melt. Grate the rind of one or Cacao, cacao. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you're gonna be I, could, I had to say that. <laughs> I have never liked carrot cake that much until you had this. Well, it's the five now, barks of chocolate and the cacao. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do that. 
we're going to get up a quarter cup of Irish cream liqueur. Oh, here we and go. To the, <laughs> uh, now you're going to add to that, to that, you're going to add two tablespoons of Greek coffee, okay? You're going to mix the rind up with the Greek coffee and the cacao chips and the, I mean, the liqueur and a couple of tablespoons of honey. And you want to add about six tablespoons of grapeseed oil just to keep it, that liquid there. Okay. Now you put that into the double boiler and mix it up. All right? You know, there's a song, Double Vision. Maybe we should do double boiler for her. But go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're not not, going to lose any of the liqueur. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you need that. Yeah. So lucky she doesn't cook here in the uh, studio. I'd give up Diet Coke. Go ahead. (laughs) Now, pop out the cake. Once it gets cool, you pop it out of the cake pan. Let it really get cold, okay? So leave it for a couple of hours, at least two or three hours. Uh, During that time, you should make the, the, the topping closer to the time you're going to put it on. I should say that. Now, with a spatula. Add that topping to the top of the cake. Mm-hmm. Just spread it on all over and let it crust. Can I have the spatula? Oh, <laughs> Before oh, you wash it? I want the bowl. Oh, you want the bowl? You have the bowl on the spatula. Oh, let me tell you. First of all, this cake is unbelievably orange. Secondly, the chocolate on top of it gets hard, and it's like a candy. And with the liqueur and the crunch and everything, it's like having your cake and eating it, too. And then taking a nap, put uh... (laughs) And And, you know, I'm telling you, it it brings tears to your eyes. I am not a carrot cake person, but this knocked it out of the ballpark. Okay. Sure wasn't yeah. liqueur. Did you take a little nap afterwards? That's all I want to know. <laughs> no, are you kidding? Father had to hide the cake. You know why he had to hide the I'm cake? Sure Thank you, Father. Because I was going to eat it all. Okay. This is the first time I had no self-control. That's, that's now, wonderful. Yes. Guess what else is next week? What? National Croissant Day. Oh. Now, you know, I sent you some info. I saw yeah. that. That's what I was hoping you know, for. I don't know if anybody knows, but are croissants French in origin or what? Good question. Don't don't answer it. Save it for next week. Next week, folks, is it French? Uh, say that again, and we'll have a contest. We'll give out a couple. Well, what is it? Hey, listen. Yeah. Hey, listen, next week, so go prepare, study, read, and all that, because we're almost out of time. Next week, you can win a gift card. We'll do it during Georgette's segment. All right? Anything else? Plug your book, and then we got to go, because we got about a minute and a half left. If you want to give me a challenge, or you want a book, the books are available at Barnes & Noble. They're on Amazon. Uh, The Journal Greek Fusion on air. And you can get it. You can either go there and get it, or you can, if you want to order both, go to GK Photos, P-H-O-T-O-S, GK Photos, at gmail.com. Valentine's is coming. That'd be a good gift. (laughs) I'm getting trouble. Yeah, big time. (laughs) All righty. Greek Fest, Winter Greek Fest 2023, St. Demetrius, February 10th through the 12th. Nikki, thank you. Thank you for that strudel. It was delicious. Yes, it was. Bobby, anything else before we go? Uh, no, I just want to thank Nikki and uh, Georgette, Chef Georgette. Listeners get her book. Already great show, and uh, I'll talk to you when I get back. Have a safe uh, trip home, and we're going we're gonna to put not the uh, red carpet out. We're going to put the white carpet out because we're going to have two to four inches by the time you get back, my buddy. Roosters? roosters. I want a oh. rooster. Can you get me a rooster? Can you bring yeah, a picture of the rooster that you're walking out there, uh, folks? Uh, Bobby's starting a new company, Walking Roosters. We'll tell you more next week. Right, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
I like that name. I like that name, Hardy. All right, we love everybody. Thanks, uh, Darren, everyone. Thank you as always. Happy birthday, Mark. What? The big six zero, and um, come join us sometime on the show. All righty, uh, let's play John Joseph's little drop, and away we go. Happy birthday, John. Family Entertainment by JJ. JJ is an Arlingtonite based family entertainer. He is an award winning balloon artist and clown. He is also a very funny magician and a face painter who draws quick, simple designs to keep things moving. Ask JJ about his big bubble fun and his link to the North Pole. JJ will help you plan your party by using his years of experience as a family entertainer. Use JJ for birthday parties, corporate events, schools, and picnics. He also makes childcare, nursing home, and hospital visits. JJ has been entertaining children and adults of all ages for over 30 years. Call now for party planning and pricing. You can reach him at 847-483-4520. JJ is a Midwest Clown Association Hall of Fame inductee. Again, 847-483-4520.